Chancers, a Go Loud original podcast. Who's your inspiration, Patty? My alter ego, Patricia Hunt. Of course it is. Right, Patricia. I feel optimistic about this episode. I think it's going to be great because we're talking all things positively. Let's go. I'm Anna Clifford. And I'm Paddy Smith, and you're listening to Chancers. A podcast for those who feel like they're chancing their arms at life while others are getting up and getting out there. Each week we pick a topic for discussion and share our opinions, mishaps and misadventures, all while being positively charming. And after we talk nonsense, we'll be joined by an expert on the subject at hand to help us Chancers leave here inspired. Let's go, my stone huns. This is Chancers. Okay, let's have a little update. I haven't really chatted to you properly because we're both so busy, busy gals. We did our first live show and you were nervous before it because you haven't done much live work like that. How did you find it? Oh my God, I was absolutely breaking it. We had this girl in the audience that I felt it felt like we paid her to be in the audience because she was just like <laughs> bantering with us, wasn't she, Anna? Yeah, yeah, and... she, like sitting up front straight away. She was like a third <laughs> co-host or something. She was brilliant. And that she kind of made me feel comfortable because she was giving kind of the energy we needed but I did really really enjoy it when I got into it do you know what I mean it's always the way I'm always nervous and then once I get into it you don't want to I can't get off the stage do you know what I mean I'm born to be on the stage honey you you were you're that's why I knew you were gonna be fine like once you get into it like you adore the attention but that is so true um of just having that one person in the in the audience like that's what I've I've been doing the Dublin Fringe this week and um I've had five shows and a, a woman came to my show with her daughter for the second time. They came in Edinburgh and I remember them so well because this woman had this biggest laugh in Edinburgh. And then this woman was in the audience again on the Tuesday and she was laughing the exact same way. And when you have someone who was just with you from the get go, like giving you like all this love and like you're just then you're like relaxed into it and you're like, thank you. So I wish I could rent her, her out for everything so if she's listening Virginia and Savannah they're incredible they came they brought people for the second time so that was so nice but that's amazing I'm also hearing loads of like not that I know that you're obviously great but like I'm like the last night's show everyone's getting mad about it are they yeah because they really so nice. loads of our oh, loads of our friends went oh yeah um, some of the girls we're, went we're here show. I'm hearing loads of you you killed it smashed it and I'm like oh my god even our friend Nicola who's the like she's a tough critic She's a tough That's critic. So <laughs> That's so true. We have this one friend, Nicola, and she's probably listening. Yeah. And uh, she's like, yeah, I was actually nervous about her being loved. She will just tell you straight out. Yeah. Like, you obviously, we are one of those friends who will just literally tell you straight out, like, no problem, just giving you honest, <laughs> honest feedback. Honest yeah, I've ner- <laughs> been nervous with her as well. I was nervous for you that she was going. I was like, oh, God. But yeah, you killed it. I did it. I, I impressed her. So, yeah. Fire now. And guess what I did this week? I went to Sketch London. So it's this like, I haven't even heard of it. That's how prestigious it was. I like the money. It's like a tasting menu. You go in, it's like you walk into Bridgerton. Like all the like staff are dressed like impeccably. They're real old school as well. So they're real, they're dressed in like old school, kind of like Victorian outfits. Um, And then you walk in and the the decor is just like colourful, like flamboyant like just like the well over the top stinking off it but like i don't even want to tell you how much it cost it's a no, week's it's a week's holiday 
No, you're joking. No, no each or together? No, like, 400 pounds. 400 pounds for, No, 400 pounds each? There was five years. Yeah. No, 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 400 no. 400 no. pounds. Um, oh, no, I refused. I refused? No. Like, that's too much. No, that's Was it good? Was the food? Was the food good? I'm not even a foodie. You know this. You're really not a foodie. No. Um, I didn't even eat some of the bits. It was Say again. <laughs> did you get a hit? Did you at least get like a good pick in the bathroom? Oh yeah, the bathroom was stunning, wasn't it? Um, cyberspace like, like bubbles. And there was all these like there was like these eggs things that you go into the bathroom to. Like there's another area where you can go to the bathroom. They're all shaped like eggs. Look like something out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like the decor was fantastic, and it was an experience. But like my God, when I I was like I don't know if I would have paid. <laughs> 400 pounds I'm not I, even ball crying if someone gave me a bill for my dinner for 400 pounds I know so you can get like, like a tasting what? menu or an Alan Cart menu so yeah we got the tasting menu but sure look it was an experience it's an experience at the end of the day yeah you yeah. just go for that yeah but like I mean I see your pictures and I just like think because I love food and I'm a foodie but like I find it really difficult when people give these little kind of tasting things where it's like like there's a little bit of like puree smudged across a plate and then it's like a tiny little bite yeah, or that's something it was and it, it was too yeah, pot for me do you know what I mean? I know. I'll leave there and I'll order a Chinese after or something because you just don't get you don't get full. Like I need big plates, big plates of grub. Exactly. No, I'm not into big plates, but I'll take loads of little bits. But that was too small. It was too, it was too uppity, and I love poshness, you know. But like, yeah, that was. I actually felt really bad about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> even though i enjoyed it i was like oh paddy now this is a bit much do you know what i mean how the other half live you know it's it is interesting i'll go there i'll go there and just get one drink it'll probably cost me 100 quid but i want to i would do want to see what it's like oh, on the inside no no i'd never do it again but like i'm also in a way i i hate myself for doing it but i'm happy i did it as well no regrets no regrets we don't hate ourselves here we move forward and that's why this week we're talking all things positivity. Did you like that? I love that little segue. Well done. Would you consider yourself to be a positive person? I was thinking about this, right? Because I think I think sometimes people mask their negativity in positivity. Do you know what I mean? So like, especially yes. nowadays within society, people are still really mean or those people that say hashtag be kind, they just wrap their anger and negative energy within positivity and I think there's a difference between being a positive person but also having an array of emotions and allowing your emotions to like come through naturally rather than being Mm. a negative person do you know what I mean yeah just being a bit like a bit real and yeah like going with flow of life because it is always up and down isn't it so you can kind of do you know what I mean as long as you don't like wallow too much in it but like I think there's a good thing in accepting that something was a bit crap. Do you know what I mean? You exactly. Was- I think you can get on quicker within that moment because, like, you know, you just have to accept it for what it is. And that's what I've really realised about being more positive is actually just being more real about how I feel, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would, say, I would say, like, I am naturally an optimistic person. Yeah, I would be. How about you? Yeah, I think so, definitely overall. But like, I mean, I think I'm like a funny, when I think about it, I'm like, I think I'm like such a positive person to other people. Do you know what I mean? Like I can be, like I think some I friends. I you're that positive now. Would you not? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when you're talking, when other people are talking to you and I'll be like, you're like, I'll give them like such 
positive advice and be like my friends might come to me and I'll be like you know bigging them up and tell them like you know you don't know what's coming around the next tomorrow anything could happen you know all these kind of great quotes yeah and then I'll be like wow you need to take some of that your own advice because when I'm on my own I can get into quite a negative self-talk I guess or a negative state sometimes yeah and it's yeah. funny because I'm like yesterday like you would never speak to a friend like that you know but you I find myself at home and I, I'm getting better at actually like checking like those thoughts that come by because they're so quick and you don't even realize that you look in the mirror and you just think something negative straight away then you like especially in make maybe our field of work like we're being more creative yeah. or working I think when you're creative you're more sensitive I'm more prone to that yeah. you know what I mean um other like you wouldn't probably think I'm the most sensitive person. I've just probably blocked that with like guards up. Do you mean I got things do affect me? I just don't. I'm able to compartmentalize things a lot. Do you know? Yeah, but that's a good skill to have that you can just kind of, I mean, not maybe block the wall. Like, yeah. Definitely take someone's wall down. I do want to see you cry one day in public. Um. <laughs> it's going to be hitting me, hitting yeah. me. We're like saying really <laughs> nasty things. It's like, <laughs> see me. Racketeer. Um, I also want to explain. I don't think you're not a positive person, but I think you're a very real person. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I know when you're happy. I know when you're sad. I know, like, do you know what I mean? You are you are very yeah. You're very yourself. So I would feel like that is a positive thing. Yeah, you for sure. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I wouldn't be like, oh my god, you're always on cloud nine. (laughs) No, I'm not for sure. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say as well. I was like, think so. Like, I think overall, I'm like, you know, when I have to, it's about checking in with yourself, isn't it? You have to check in, and be like, actually, I'm doing very well. Like, I'm looking right, right now. I'm looking at blue skies, and in the present moment, it's all good. But I have to do those check ins. I'm not just like every day, like, yes, let's go. Woo! <laughs> Are you on high there from last night? And um, no, like the, the thing about performing is like, I'm actually like, I've really tried to um. Uh, deal with that a bit better this week because that's what I found in Edinburgh was really hard like you, you you're you on such an adrenaline rush and it goes well and you're like buzzing and I was like I, for the first two nights of the Dublin Fringe I was like going on my Instagram and Twitter and seeing if people were talking to me afterwards kind of thing and it was like not then you then an hour later I'm in bed and I'm having this massive come down already after two yeah. hours and just questioning everything and being like oh god no maybe it wasn't that you know maybe it wasn't that good blah 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 so it's really weird and really hard to to, to manage because like it is they, they have been incredible and they've been great cracks. So I've actually the past three days I haven't looked at my social media or anything as when I finish my really? gig and I just go and I've bought myself a magazine because I feel like I want to look at something. So I look at a magazine while watching the telly. What magazine is it? It was L. You're like not like for men. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a porn mag. <laughs> and then that's actually helped me because I couldn't I can't sleep very well after things so that's helped me a bit and then you can chat to people in the morning and you can you have a better outlook of like how how it went rather than like well, this, something about midnight in bed yeah me. but you you your voice I'd say your voice is going 90 the inner chat I'm like shut <laughs> you know my friend Nicole who you've met a few times she doesn't have an inner voice does she not? Mm. Oh my god, we were talking about that once, weren't we? Was it for like people who manifest that episode? And some people literally do not have that kind of at all. Like, yeah, they don't have like a self inner voice. She does visualize things uh, throughout her day and makes and, and does them. Do you know what I mean? She wouldn't be have like an internal dialogue. That is like you know reviewing every single move that you mm. did and thinking was it the right one? Was it the wrong one? Oh my god! I, I need know, to talk to right. more about that. 
fascinating. Isn't that fascinating? Well, yeah. moving on from that, Anna, I'll tell you why positive attitude is important. Especially for your self-saboteur at night time. <laughs> so positive thinking is important because it can have a beneficial impact on both physically and mental well-being. People who maintain a more positive outlook on life cope better with stress and have better immunity and have a lower risk of premature death. That's a bit morbid, but okay. <laughs> um, premature death, really? Isn't it mad that you think, like, uh, just a positive attitude would, would help you live longer? I think, it, it, I think like, there's so many studies to it within the brain, yeah, that it, it does, like, a yeah, a positive self-chat and positive outlook does, like, just increases your mood and makes you, probably makes you want to... Yeah. Exercise think, more. Know what I mean? I do think it, it helps you because, like, I think what you put out into the world, you get back. Yeah. So if you can exude a positive attitude, it's kind of like manifesting. That's it. Is. Yeah. But it's not like um looking at your goals. It's more just having a positive outlook. Um. Also, I didn't know this, but I was looking at manifesting. It's going off topic here, so apologies. But actually, manifesting. You know, when like I'd be like talking to myself and visualizing the goal or whatever now i've heard it actually you, you think about the feeling of getting oh i heard thing. that yeah did you know that now it's all about I've the feeling that, how yeah. do you feel like how would you feel if you got you know that that screen test that you went for a few weeks ago you have to think about how you feel <laughs> in that moment i think that's a nicer way to do it isn't it like if you rather than just thinking it like get, trying to get the feelings in your body so there you I go i thought you'd like that little tippet of information little golden yeah, nugget for you. Do you think positivity can be toxic though? Yeah, well, you were talking about that at the top, weren't you? About, it's a, it's a, I mean, I love it, like toxic positivity. Like everything is toxic these days, isn't it? Toxic masculinity. <laughs> toxic. Positivity. You should make a joke around that, actually. Thing. Um, Britney Spears is way ahead of the curve. Taste of your lips. All what around. a gorgeous, glorious song. <laughs> That's a great song. You're toxic I'm positivity. <laughs> Definitely there. that's kind of it's to do with online isn't it it's those people like it's you always see people who share kind of people who troll them very heavily and then in their profile it says something like be kind and you're like why is that so funny that you you can't be kind yeah isn't it like i do um, think there is a sense of like especially in the day and age that we live in now that like people are all like projecting that they're this positive being and that they have such a great life you know and we have this kind of because of instagram we portray a certain part of ourselves online but we don't show it all yeah do you think in some ways that can be toxic to a person's mental health because we naturally look at other people's lives and wonder like why isn't that happening to us or you know why is our life different and we don't actually live in the moment of like how we can change and better our own lives do you know what I mean yeah and people don't share the highs and the lows online maybe yeah so I really try and share all of that online because I think it's important for people to see even if you're in like the public eye in some way like you know we're not perfect and we're going through bad and good times and we'd we have really bad lows and we don't sometimes get that job or the gig or we have breakups and that's okay because I think that people are like thinking that we live this kind of like outrageous lifestyle like I'm I portray it's like me going to sketch London I can't afford that like I'm 
<laughs> so now you are being honest about it. I'm being honest about it. So now I also feel really bad. Yeah, so like, oh my God, Jesus, he's that circle money he still has. Yeah, well. no, babe, no, babe. <laughs> really, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm living month to month being like, how am I going to survive? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. And I think it's, it is good. And people are always like, when you do share a bit more vulnerability online, they are, um, they are, people do, it is received well, I think, when you're being honest. But at the same time, I do think we have a bit of responsibility, like when you watch people's lives, to believe that that's not, you know, that people do experience everything even if you see someone constantly posting or like just showing kind of the highs of their career or something like I think like I just, it just annoys me sometimes that people are like your life must be perfect and you're like, are you are you thick like no one no one even with the most amount of money in the world or the most the perfect relationship or whatever the perfect family like every single person goes through hardships that's just mm. life so I, sometimes I think like you know stop put glamorizing other people to, for the sake of like putting yourself in that kind of negative self-talk I mean like oh they have a better thing going because but I also think it can be about your life situation as well do you know what I mean we have certain privilege oh for sure um, you have to be aware of that yourself as well of what what world you came into and what privilege you came into for sure exactly and I find it interesting right and it's kind of when I was chatting to our guest who's about to come in now um he he's a friend of mine since we were teenagers and uh, I was kind of saying we're going to be chatting about positivity and then we want to have you on and he has an incredible story and um, and he's doing some incredible work right now but he was kind of saying oh my god like you know we're t- I want to talk about how he's put a positive spin on something that's hard that's happened in his life mm. and uh, he was like you know what he's like I you know everyone's wired differently and like you know I, I don't want to be an expert in this and say that like this is how you do it because I think everyone is different and like some people just naturally have a you know a different outlook than others and I was fascinated by looked that up you know and I thought it's like optimism like why are some people more optimistic than others mm. study done of 500 pairs of twins and then um, half reared together and half adopted apart in early life found that optimism is about 25% inherited which is quite wow. interesting and then the rest is shaped by stuff that happens across your life okay so, so like that is interesting so it isn't like that isn't a high percentage at all. So it really no. is like kind of what happens to you throughout wow. Your form your formative years. Yeah. So if you have a lot of trauma within your formative years, you're obviously not gonna be as What happened when I was young? <laughs> well, I can't remember. Sometimes I'm like I can't remember not even people have like memories and like they have flashbacks, I'm like, Oh my god, I don't have that. Yeah, I don't I'm still waiting for them one day, just yeah, in the back. Flood in. <laughs> So I think this is a good time to get our expert in this week. Now we have are joined by our guest, um, which is the wonderful Ian Ward, and he's at King of Chemo Online, right? 150,000 followers on Instagram and 2.5 million followers on TikTok. That's impressive. 10,000 on YouTube. And you, and you also have a Twitch as well, like you're on every single platform. Oh, right? yeah. Well, except Twitter, because uh, I haven't been asked. Twitter's not a nice place to be, so we we recommend to stay off that. But I yeah. think that right now, because we're in the studio here in Go Loud, and you are wearing a crown and a cape. Yes. <laughs> and we will take some pictures and put it on social media afterwards so everyone can see. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know you, Ian, or about your on your um, online platform, tell them a bit about who you are and what you're currently up to. I am uh, someone who took advantage of the fact that I got brain cancer, and then I was like, all right, I am... 100% going to be able to milk the shit out of this and then so uh, I just started I was already making a 
I got it through COVID and then so I had already got a YouTube channel about video games just so I could be like, okay, I'm going to be playing a lot of these. I may as well make it into somewhat of a productive uh, use of my time. And then so it was a kind of thing like, hmm, I might have a speech loss and I might have a big scar on my head. I might lose hair. So it's like better to uh, address the elephant in the room now rather than uh, later on where it's like kind of a sorry but like i was sort of you know sorry i was watching the elephant man last night so i was uh, i'm sort of repeating uh, that uh, verbal way of speaking but uh so i was like all right i'll get ahead of this and then when they said okay uh yeah we had a look at your brain tumor it is actually quite serious i was like all right well if it's serious i may as well crank up the um i felt like i was in a poker game and it's like cancer sort of threw in uh, an ante up so i was like all right well i'll double down and i'll ante up on you and so i was like right uh, i'll try and break the world record for uh how much money has ever been raised for cancer or for any charity during a marathon because i've done marathons before and so that was kind of the first place that i went to and it was just sort of like that sounds like an achievable amount of money that could be done so yeah let's go with that Oh my God, that's incredible already straight away. Like, because me and Paddy just before this were chatting briefly about positivity and our outlooks in life. And like, that's incredible that straight away, the way, like, even what you said there, you're like, I just took advantage of getting cancer and went with it. Like, so when you got the diagnosis, like, were you, how did you feel straight away? And were you just then like determined then to be like, no, I'm going to make something of this? Like, when did that idea to kind of start breaking that, wanting to break that world record come about? Uh, so the first time i was told um i was in a medical research trial and they said like okay uh, uh you're not able to do the medical research trial that's how it got discovered i did an mri scan and uh, my first react they said it was benign so my first reaction was not to worry about my health but to worry about the the huge amount of money that i was no longer uh, able to to uh, to receive and i was like ah shit uh, i'm not gonna be going to my peru trip that i had been planning and a second Peru trip, go to Peru. Oh, it's about seven. Peru, it's yeah. about 12 countries in one. It's so cool. And um, so that was uh, that was the, the big bummer for me. And then uh, Christmas passed. I didn't mention it to anyone because I didn't feel I needed to. And then when I went in for my second uh, scan, which was delayed due to COVID, they were like, nah, we're seeing growth here. This needs to be addressed quite quickly. And I was like, it's probably cancerous. And so that was that was um, probably the lowest point, which I think lasted about a realistically 60 seconds because it was shocking. But the the surgeon that I was it what that I was with was um, uh, had very good social skills, which is actually rare with uh, with mm. doctors. Everybody thinks mm. that they're all super smart. And in my experience, and I used to be a nurse um, or trained as a nurse, uh, I you very quickly learned that doctors are smart in one thing yeah and often absolutely like so stupid and other things it was like ah this is like you know the brain has 10 different forms of intelligence in 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 my opinion it's like you're good at one and terrible at the others and uh this doctor wasn't he read me like a book and straight away started uh, talking about like, okay, these are your options. These are the things that you can do this, 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 and just sort of gave me paths to go on to sort things out rather than be like, you know, do you want a hug? Do you want me to call your mother? It's like, no, <laughs> like how, how can I, how can I deal with this? It's the kind of thing where it's like, um, if a fire were started in the kitchen and it's like, 
someone called you up. I hear there's a fire in the kitchen. Do you, like, do you want to talk about it? Like, no, I want to buy, where's the fire extinguisher? And so the doctor got onto that uh, quite quickly. And then from there, um, nothing, I didn't really have any bad moments after, after that, because um, I know it sounds kind of weird, but everything was uh, kind of had more of a, a positive flick on it. So like the thing that I was worried about most was, um, uh, loss of speech and loss of sight those were the two things speech was number one and um afterwards directly after the surgery uh i was able to speak properly they also told me that um the speech would come and go throughout the day which is for me that's brilliant because it means that if you're slurring your words or, well i didn't slur my words it's that you can't um remember words it's like it's mm. every bit ba- like loads of basic words are on the tip of your tongue and you're not able to say them it's 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 very strange because everything else functions perfectly well and um it comes up and down so if i was having a bad time of it at two o'clock in the day by five o'clock it might actually be all right so very easy to keep uh happy when you you can kind of be like ah well this is this is passing this will you know this is like a cramp but in my brain rather than my uh, legs or whatever and uh they said that it'd last a year and it lasted six days so i was like yeah this is this is all right <laughs> uh yeah i was it was terrific so um yeah those those are the the worst moments but like uh kind of past that now i would say it's not very happy to keep happy so i would give yourself a pat on the back for that i mean your positivity radiates um off your instagram but i know you have a goal in mind of what you're trying to achieve but like do you have anything else that you're trying to do like why are you using this platform to to like kind of deal with your cancer and get it and let people look at it in a different way uh well i just thought uh social media would be the the most the easiest way to achieve the the world record because you know people can go viral and uh, it seems it would just seem like the the easiest way to connect with people and then i was sort of thinking okay even if i'm not particularly entertaining myself uh, or you definitely like, are you definitely yeah, are the videos are very entertaining <laughs> well, well i had to yeah I had to look at it from like you know, doing Irish Catholic guilt thing there, Naween. You're like, oh, I can't give no, myself being realistic with like you know expectations. So it's like, okay, uh, if I kind of had the the mentality of all right, if I was going to be super big on social media, it probably and uh, not would have happened, but like there would have been kind of more flags to indicate, yeah, you're going down the right route. Mm. So uh, what my logic was was a uh, cancer like statistically it's a uh, one in three men will likely get cancer at some point in their lives and one in two uh women so woohoo patriarchy wins oh, again no. i was hoping you were going to say a bigger number there uh, <laughs> oh my god it's yeah. really good. You win on mental health and no suicide but um we're we're number one for for surviving cancer and um yeah so i cut like just basic math said all right Every celebrity then uh, surely has uh, uh, some sort of a, a strong connection to someone who's been affected by cancer. Yeah. Like everybody everyone who's in the room here, mm. like, you know, show of hands mm. sort of thing. Does everyone not know someone who has had cancer? I feel like if you don't, it's just like, okay, wait a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get a bit older for sure. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. What are the two? So you're, I th- you're trying to break two wor- world records. 
Yes. yes. What are they, to be specific? So the first one is, uh, they're both kind of synchronized. They both are to do with running a marathon. The first one is how much money has been ever raised for running a, a marathon. Because obviously, uh, if you're an elite athlete, you just do it for the sake of it. Mm. But if you're not, if you're just like a normal person, even if you're mad into your fitness, uh, almost all marathons say, okay, you can pay this amount and uh, raise this amount of money for a charity you can choose any charity so all marathons make a huge amount of money for whatever charity yeah and uh so i looked up what the number one amount of money so that an, indiv- an individual has raised which is a weird concept because the more that i thought about it the more it was like how can you possibly be an individual raising money for charity because the whole thing is that everyone's chipping everyone's in. chipping in yeah so mm. anyone who even like shares a story or like you guys are now involved because you've had me on your podcast so it's like it, uh, in a way it's impossible to unless it's a team from the get-go but like i have um three people who volunteer who are like paid professionals but they uh contribute for free and uh yeah like sort of does that make me still an individual oh, yeah. yeah technically i guess if that's in within because that's what everyone else would be doing right whoever has is help maintaining that so far i i Ooh. think so. i mean the person who holds the record is um i think they're called a reverend reverend uh because they are a priest but they have uh a wife uh-huh. is yeah. that like because I know that it's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm basing this off of The Simpsons and it's like Reverend Love <laughs> wife. That's, like, that's what I'm basing That's where you get all your stuff the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it really is you get a lot of cultural references from that show um, I'm sorry to, if this is a tough question but you know like you're obviously trying to get all these world records but you're also dealing with this uh, sickness is there going to be a time when you're going to get worse because you're sitting in front of me now and you look you know, great, you're in your, like, cape, you're, like, your crown. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I just, I'm like, wow, like, hat off to you, but, like, do you have a certain time frame that you need to get all this done by? Crown off to you. Um, <laughs> on paper, they have me, uh, well, this is something that I really love as well, because on paper, I technically, at this point, have uh, three years left, two years left, one, two, yeah, three years left. However, um, right. That paper, they were even saying, okay, based on the stats that we have, the information that we have, the data mm-hmm. that we have, this is your sort of results. However, um, you are you stand out from the actual data that we have because people who come in with no symptoms for your condition are in their sixties because they're at the retirement age. Mm. They're retired. They're you know hanging up their their boots. And they're going in and they go, oh, I better get a medical check now because like that's just the dumb thing. So being mm. sickly, particularly with the brain, uh, your brain has very, uh, the recovery rate for the brain is uh, significantly worse than say like, you know, we all know, uh, you know, Federer uh, retired today and he's like, ah, you know, I'm 41, I'm getting old. Mm. My muscles don't react like they used to. So 60 year old muscle uh is far better off at recovery than 60 year old brain. And apparently it's something to do with, uh, it's called plasticity. This is amazing. Uh, Babies, newborn babies can have strokes and they're so quick to recover. And they, there's so uh, little sort of side effects or after, after shocks for want of a better phrase. Wow. 
parents often don't notice that they've had a stroke. Oh. They think the baby has had a flu. And this isn't to say like, you know, shitty parents or something, <laughs> but like um, the, uh, they say like, oh, the baby has had a, a flu and it doesn't go as detected that like, you know, no, they had a full on wow. stroke. If they were in their sixties, they could have killed them. Yeah. And that's just mm. how the brain is able to bounce back when you're youthful. Um, exactly. That's fascinating. And so that's the the massive advantage I have for while I f- fall into a category, mm. um, the fact that I'm half the age of the people that this this uh, medical research data is on is a huge advantage to my uh, ability to survive. But at the same time, it's just like any anyone's life where it's like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because. Yeah. Uh, I know nobody knows so it's like I could be 80 I could be you know eight years away okay heard you on to do all these incredible things which I think is incredible because some people would literally just look at that and be like oh you know and like wallow in it a bit you know because we do have like we said we're built differently and I I mentioned just before you came on that we were yesterday you were like I don't want to be like like seeing you're a different kind of person like your positivity like you kind of always have been a bit like that rather than just oh, yeah. like just when you got the diagnosis was like all of a sudden like changed my life around you've like you're running all these marathons now you're here for the dublin marathon tomorrow you've always been interested in fitness like how do you get up and do that like i could just never i never want to do a marathon ever like oh i i, I <laughs> never get up i hate mornings <laughs> oh do you good because i thought you were someone who just like springs it. i hate mornings no no yeah no. i hate mornings as well we're all not morning people then. Do, do not appeal <laughs> at all. Apart from anything else, like it's actually far nicer for me anyway. Running like at night, like when yeah. uh, when we get into the winter months, I run much better in the cold anyway. But uh, when we get into the ri- winter months and the sun starts going down uh, earlier, like maybe not in London, but uh, where I normally live. But like I didn't realize how pampered I was having grown up in Clontarf because it's like go along the coast, then down into the beach, yeah, gorgeous, then like, through fucking. Uh, wait, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, no bars here. Say what they? No hole. I was bar. like, it's no hole bars. That's the saying. Did I get that saying right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't hear it properly. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sound so stupid. Did I get that right? <laughs> not at all, not at all. Yeah, I only realized how, like, how, like, absolutely privileged I was when I went over to, to the UK. And I was like, oh, my 10 kilometer running route doesn't consist of, like, you know, uh, the coastline, a beach, and a park, yeah. all in like. Yeah. Yeah it's like this is what real life is like oh no running through the streets of london like kind of dodge people oh god no the first place i lived wasn't in london but like london thankfully there are actually quite a lot of parks mm. here's a fun fact here uh london is certified as the largest urban forest in the in the world oh is it yeah what? yeah one of my friends taught uh told me this and um shout out to alex and uh I looked it up. It's 100% true. And you really do see it when you actually look around for it. There are trees everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow. Then again, well, I did, I did like that when I lived in London like that. You you're ne- you can find a good park to sit in, like which is which is needed, I think, when there's such like a density of the city. Yeah, there's a lot more parks sort of peppered around the place than there is in Dublin. Mm. And Dublin isn't like the same sort of vast sprawl. Yeah, the amount of people. So you got the half Dublin Marathon tomorrow, London Marathon in two weeks, and then you're off to the States to do a lot of running, are you? Um, in between that, I'm oh, sorry, in between the going to the America, there is a, a 
CrossFit Games. That's just called like Battle Cancer. And then right. is the Dublin Marathon, which is on uh, Halloween. And I think Halloween is like the Sunday. I can't remember, I but it's, it's like Sunday, it's, a, yeah. it's a fun day. Because normally it's like... It's a fun day. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like people will go out on Lash on a Sunday. Yeah. If it's like Halloween or also the like the Dublin Marathon. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was sort of like you either get to go on the piss or do the marathon, one or the other. And uh, that was the first marathon I ever did. And I had been training loads for it. And I tried to do 50% of both and it just didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I went off and I had to pull uh, Apollo Radcliffe and like Phoenix Park and like run behind a tree and like uh, go number two. <laughs> oh my God. It was, a, your... it was a Guinness number two as well. Oh, oh God, no. It's kind. Mm. I mean, I, I, I thought like I've never... I think I did um I think I did that tough mother thing which was like five k right and I found it so difficult and I was like never again and uh, but like when people do marathons like their bodies are in bits aren't they like it's quite intense like and how how are you like able to do multiple? Because uh, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Oh, okay. I, like I, I know that's about everything really, isn't it? Kind of, but like physically, it gets far easier on uh, on the legs. So I didn't do a full marathon yesterday. But like um, I had a, an interview all the way out in like West uh, West Dublin, like I think it was a uh, Ballymount and I'd stay with my parents in Clontarf. And so I, like I ran out there, which was eight miles. But then afterwards, I was just looking at like uh, in a way, kind of God bless the terrible uh, transit system of, of Dublin. I was like looking at it. It's like an hour and a half to get home. It's like, for fuck's sake, like, I could practically run at, like faster than that. And I, so I sort of said to myself, ah, sure, I may as well, like, have a go. And if I get tired, I can always just get on the, the bus. And then so I just was trotting along and it never got to the point where it was, like, particularly uncomfortable. And so I ended up running 20 miles. All the way home. <laughs> you ran 20 miles. Oh, my God. No. Just, one person to the next being like, I could wait here in this bus stop and then sit with loads of miserable people or I could just like get an easier way and just keep going. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. I tell you one thing particularly about running though, that I am like a huge believer in is no matter what you did the day before, go out for another one, like try to run every day, even if it's not like a big deal, mm. even if it's slow, because it really mm. does if your legs are like super tight, like get rid of all the lactic acid that's built up, mm. even if like going like, you know, the queen at 97 like walking yeah. around, like that sort of thing <laughs> was 96 for anyone who's not living in london and fucking yeah, shoved come... down with all the uh <laughs> the royal stuff and um, um the only time i ever like l- love running home is when i'm really drunk i love an irish exit and then i love just legging it home that <laughs> 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 so used to be like you know the stream and hoats where we used to drink when you're younger and yeah. i said we'd just be all having a smoke outside and then all of a sudden Anna would just go boom and I'd be like not say goodbye to anyone and then just run and I was just like I, I was gonna say like Hoth is very like hilly yeah it is a giant hill I know so I know but when I'm drunk I can I just I'll do anything yeah I just run up that hill use the height running up that hill <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's been great. Yeah, you know, I have one question actually before we before we wrap up because I've seen a, like this is a while ago. You were first for um, raising money. You were allowing people to tattoo their names on you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, how many names did you get tattooed on you? Oh, I could show you if you want. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, 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 no. I I'm guessing twelve. Twelve. And did you stop that then? 
Uh, I kind of <laughs> did, but I also kind of didn't. So the um, let me just check if I'm wearing underpants. Yet. <laughs> it's like I'm doing his. Oh my god, Dad! You're like, let's make sure I do the command there. Like, <laughs> I just want to ask you. Show us those tattoos. <laughs> so what do we have? Oh wow. Uh, okay. Do you know all these people? Or are they just all random followers? Uh, some people I do know because Lily Potter. That's that's a character in. Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. I can't remember what her name was, but uh, she won the contest because it was kind of like a uh, a raffle where it was like uh, I had it as uh, the minimum amount that you could donate was a fiber. So I was like, all right, for every fiber you a put fiber in, for getting a tattoo on your body of a rat. Well, you're well, worth. Well, <laughs> well, I thought the idea was that I thought that it would eventually kind of catch fire, being like, oh my god, you can get tattooed on this guy <laughs> and uh, i remember i like went back to ireland and um the donations just came in at the same amount as they were so i was like okay so my tattoo thing doesn't really make too much of a difference yeah but i think what i'm gonna do is um i do owe um my cousin's husband's uh football club a tattoo and a park life football club and uh, they were saying, all right, we will give a, a, a very large amount of money. I think it was like uh, close to nine grand and uh, or maybe it was one grand. I can't remember. And uh, but we don't want letters. We want an actual um, tattoo of something. And they wanted their club symbol. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do oh, that. Yeah. That's like that's a <laughs> slippery slope. But mm. I, I need to get in touch with a, a new tattooist a new tattoo artist and um, because of what i want it gave me the idea of uh give a set amount to say like you need to pay this amount and then you'll get the tattoo but every single time the amount doubles so it will start oh, yeah. off reasonable enough but it will quickly become very expensive and the idea being is that the um the first tattoo is small the second tattoo is like you know medium then like but like going in very very small increments because i was thinking oh and i'll double the tattoo size and then i, I kind of looked at the scale of what that would be i was like no nah, fuck that that <laughs> yeah, is gonna end up fully like, covered you know, oh yeah giant calf of like nike written on it or something <laughs> like that and i was like all right well i don't i'll find some way to do it but uh yeah no i didn't want to start the tattoo thing because i was always going to keep it all around my like my boxer line so that yeah. it didn't really matter too much <laughs> <laughs> Except for someone who's like just for some reading if someone's down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I find uh, oral sex to be such a task. So <laughs> I can kind yeah. of get get through a book. It's like sitting on the loo with a newspaper. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> okay, well, that's been incredible. It's been so nice to have you on. And um, please tell everyone um, how they can support you. Oh well, the easiest way is uh, the King of Chemo uh and just on any of the platforms uh and my idea is to get followers above getting uh donations but if you want to donate curecancer at itrain.com uh the idea of getting followers over donations is uh to get sponsorship uh from companies and then they don't donate to me they don't pay me they uh they donate to the charity in my name so the like mm. the idea is like you know, hey look two and two million 2.5 million followers on tiktok and tax deductible to donate to a charity in his name this is easy and, marketing. Yeah. sorry to ask is it for cancer charities or for any charity uh, at the moment it is for uh cancer research but i am going to change that around 
uh, once this marathon, uh, once the London marathon is done, I'm going to change it around. I think I'm going to uh, include November and um, I'm because Movember, even though it is uh, exclusively for men, obviously, like everybody's got men in their lives for like father, brother, sister, mm-hmm. uh, sister. Well, yes, of course, <laughs> gender is a social construct. Yeah, so, yes, yeah. that is. And um, so, but I do actually want to have like a, a charity for female that is like sort of dedicated to them just to give people mm. uh, as much of an option as possible. Because the original idea that I had with the um, international thing was to have like uh, uh, the American Cancer Society, the Irish Cancer Society, Cancer Research UK and uh, Australian uh, Cure Cancer Australia. And because it was like social media, I don't know where I could get big. I could get like, you know, big in Japan, as they say. And, you know, I want to have uh, like whatever options is local to them, because if it's a local charity to me, even though I could be popular somewhere else, it's not going to help with the Resonate donation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, if you have any suggestions for, like, an international um, women's charity, so let me know. It's my revolution. Uh- <laughs> 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 okay, thanks so much, You're an absolute inspiration. I would like to have you. So now we're on to our chanter of the week. That's like a chance, like a ch- chance. Chance, chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk? Do you want to go for your chance first, or will I go for mine? You go for yours, and I knew, I knew, I knew you were going to do something with the royal family. Did you? I'm so predictable. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, you know what? I was looking at my Daily Mail because looking for inspo, which is where I look for all my inspo. <laughs> <laughs> and the Daily Mail is just flooded with the the royal family, and I'm like, oh come on now. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't. Because I was just like, Ugh, I feel like everyone who's talking about it online is a bit dodged, you know? Yeah, well, um, like, also, I'm... It's not, like, the typical story of the world I'm going for. It's this viral video, this video that went viral of Prince Charles, like, losing his cool because, it's, because like, he had a leaky pen and he was signing something. Uh, and he got the wrong date. And he was literally like, this is not okay! Like, going mad in the video and it's just gone viral. And I think it's just so funny because you can really see that he's not coping with the stress and grief. Obviously, he's just become king and he's lost his mum. But also, like, not to be bad or anything, but, like, he's been groomed for this day. Do you know what I mean? And, like, she she was 96. Like, yes, RIP Elizabeth, but... No, but like honestly, they just got thrown into like millions of different events. Can you imagine? You're yeah. like, can I just? I don't, and just like... I don't know. There's something about them I don't really like. I don't know why. Um, and um, that's why it's also hashtagging that it's not my king or something because people are because there wasn't like a public vote, <laughs> so like, people are being like, "Who's not our Who is your king?" Yeah. Um. No, like there's two videos I think where he's like. Shush, shushing the pen away and I think it's quite funny because I just think it's like yeah and you can see Camilla but trying to take control of it like, when you go through something when you're like do you ever find when like you've you've got some bad news or you're upset over something and you you're processing it and then someone does something so like oh so 100% I mean in your yeah. day and they don't even have a clue what you're going through and then you just lose the lid at them you're like what the heck? like that's and then he just got it's just filled. it's, it's <laughs> something so minuscule do you know what I mean like but Obviously, he's going through grief, and that's really hard. But um, I just, yeah, I found this quite like it was an insight to how 
you know, he's like, oh shit, essentially. Ah, we're just watching, yeah, people's, too much, too much coverage of people's lives, you know. And also, do you um, know Queen Corset, or not Corset, am I mad? Queen Corset? <laughs> Queen, Queen Consort? What does that mean? Do you know? I mean, she means she's already a married woman and she's, she's, can't just be queen. Oh, um, no, I don't know. So I don't know for sure. But a like, tiny bit of shade there. Shade, tiny bit of shame. Like imagine. And to be fair, like he loved, like you should be able to be with who you love, I suppose. Do you know? Yeah, well, that was the problem in the first place, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, there you go. And right back, I really want to get into that. That's a whole other part. <laughs> uh, I was struggling to find something for Chance of the Week this week. So I was like looking on all my usual sources. And then um, I was on the drive in here and I listened to the radio and someone said it was National Guacamole Day, right? And here's my thing. There, why is there so many days for everything? There's so, every day is something new. Like, and now I really want to go buy some overpriced guacamole just because someone told me it's National Guacamole Day. You're, and then no. these days, they have chancers, like these days that people are just like, who are, who are the chancers I think are, whoever just decides, let's give something a day because like it's September 16th today and it's not only National Guacamole Day, it's National Barber Day, it's International Day for the Preservation of the Ozone Layer, says help look after the Earth's blanket. Oh my God, do you remember the ozone layer? You never, you never hear anything about that anymore. There used to be a massive hole in the ozone, I'm sure it's I used to be terrified. They were like, oh, we have a million other things to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> they were like a massive Great. hole in the ozone is going to kill us one day. No, I don't. I think we're grand. National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day. I really want some cinnamon raisin bread now. National Play-Doh Day. Hello, who like Play-Doh? Haven't played with that Love in years. Play-Doh. Yeah, you're actually. Right. We should have our own day, Anna. National exactly. Chancers so Day. National Chancers Day. Um, September seventeenth tomorrow. You've heard it here first. Well, you, <laughs> you can be a lord now, and you buy a bit of land. Can you buy a day? <laughs> Maybe let's look into that. Yeah. Let's buy a star, buy a piece of land, and let's buy a day. 100%. take out the world slowly. Okay. I think okay. you win this well, one. Do I? Okay, okay. I was like, I was yeah. going to give it to you. No, I was like, um, I want our own day. So I think we deserve you. Thanks for listening to us the Absolute Chances again this week, Huns. And if you'd like to hear more from us, be sure to follow us online at Paddy Y. Smith and me at Anna Cliff Comedy for the latest updates. Or you can email chancerspodcast at girloutnow.com with any kind of words or things you would like us to talk about. Until next week, Chancers, stay stunning. Yeah.